It is the big one, Mr. Mason. It is episode number 15 of Millsy and Mason's Football Hootenanny. I couldn't be more excited to be here. Why don't you give us a rundown of what the heroes can look forward to today? Yeah, well, Millsy, we are going to be returning with another episode of Anorak versus Anorak. But because it's our very special 15th episode, we've gone above and beyond yet again. Another interview. This time we're going continental. Millsy, why don't you tell our heroes about what this interview is going to be? Right, so this team, many of our heroes may not have heard of before, but they play at the Fanazarija City Stadium. Apologies if I've said that wrong. With a capacity of 4,500. They've won the National Cup once in their history. They've won the league once in their history. This is the current Slovenian champions. This is NS Mora. Hey guys, Millsy here. Just to remind you to follow us on socials. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on YouTube, although we're quite inactive there. Anyhow, follow us there, tell your friends, let us know what you think, how can we improve, what would you like to hear from us, get in touch, we can't wait to hear from you, and now, on to the interview. Alright, so let's get started. Smilian, welcome to the podcast. Uh, You are our big guest for this week. Welcome to the podcast. We're so happy to have you here. So please, tell us a little bit about yourself. What the hell are you doing on our podcast? Okay, guys, first, thanks of all for, thank you for inviting me to your uh, podcast. It's it's nice to to have a a chance to talk a little bit about Mura. So I'm just a normal guy from Slovenia uh, who has been a football fan since my childhood. When my father, had, when I was five years old, first take me to the stadium of Mura. Uh, since then, I watched our team in good and bad. With all ups and downs, our, our team went down for, for two times. So back then, I was I was journalist for the last 10 years. So I, I was with the team all the time. And just before the new uh, European season, uh, we decided that going for professionally to the club to be a press officer. And uh, that was a kind of a dream come true. For me, it was like uh, being a journalist and have a chance to be with the club on the away, at, at away days and other kind of things was uh, really something special. But... Working in a club that you love from your childhood, from your when you're still young, it's it's really the best thing uh, that can happen to anyone. So that's for the start. Fantastic. And you mentioned lots of ups and downs. So I saw when I was doing some research that there's been several incarnations of this club, right? So it started as NK Mura back in 1924. That got dissolved yeah. in the early 2000s, changed to ND Mura 05 and now more recently NS Mura. Yes. How did that all come about? What's the? Hi- Can you give us a brief history of the club? Yeah, you know, it, it, the club was founded in 1924, like you said, and we played in uh, lower divisions and then in the second tier of the Yugoslavian Yugoslavian football. And then in uh, 1991, there was formed Slovenian first uh, league, so uh, the top division of our uh, national football. And the club, the club was always considered as the third uh, best club in Slovenia, behind Maribor and Olympia. But if you look at our uh, trophy room, 
We didn't have any trophies until uh, 1995 when we uh, first won the cup. And then we waited 25 years for not last year, the year before. We were once again uh, cup champions. So last year we were for the first time the champions of the league. And it, it was a kind of uh, big thing uh, because uh, in 2004-2005, at the end of the season, the club just went down. So there were some people that gave that, that, were, that were giving money to the club. And over the night they decided they don't want to do it anymore and when you don't have sponsors and you don't have money you cannot pay the players you cannot arrange games you cannot do nothing you you can you can do nothing so we went down club was shut down it was sad story because uh, people love football here every village uh, if i say almost every every street has its own uh, football court so all the people love football and club went down 2000 uh, in 2005 and then uh, there were we started in the fourth tire of slovenian football then we we went ahead to the third tire second tire and in before the season 2011-2012 uh, we were fourth uh, at the end of the season mm. so we should then be promoted to the first league but uh, two of the clubs uh, that, would, that were ahead of us said, OK, we don't want to go up. We don't have money. It's not interesting for us. Let's just, just cut you off there because we've got lots of questions building up to this point. OK. Yeah, so we, want to, we want to just take it back to the, to the start of the fourth tier and then we'll get yeah. to that. So, um, as you say, the, the club was reformed in, in 2012 as Enes Mura. You, you started in the fourth tier of Slovenian football. And I'm going to try and pronounce this. The one MNL Murska Sobota, um, Murska which, Sobota. Is, Murska Sobota uh, yeah. which is a regional league in the city where you are from. Why did the team start there? Because um, the license that our national association gives to the clubs is for uh, first, second and the third tire. So if you don't get the license for first one, you, you must start from the regional uh, league so that was the that was the mm. thing so we must start we, we started in fourth tire or, or in a regional league and what what players did you have at that point what players did the did the club have at that point uh before the start of the season i guess it was uh 2013 2014 people were walking almost working around the street to have some players coming to play for the club because uh, the, the reason uh, for this is uh, we must go a little bit back 2005, the club was shut down for the first time. 2013, it was shut down for the second time. And people were just, okay, we don't want to have anything with this anymore. They were all uh, depressed. And no one wanted to play for Murat because of the bad experience in the past. So it was really hard. Uh, at the first training, I think we didn't have enough players for first 11. It was... I guess seven or eight players and then the coaches and the president at that time went around asking people, uh, asking players from the clubs in our area if someone wants to play for Mura because uh, the name was still there, the name Mura was still there. If you play for Mura, it still means something. 
and that was the beginning. So then, after all, we, we somehow managed to have a team to start playing and uh, it was quite a journey to the stage that we are now. Brilliant. And you've had quite a quick rise through the Slovenian league since that point, right? Three promotions in the space of five seasons. What was that like? What are the expectations of the fans? Was it expected to rise quite so quickly or was that kind of surpassing expectations? Were people surprised? I think they were a little bit surprised. Okay, they are very enthusiastic, but uh, such, a, such a quick growth uh, wasn't expected so, so quickly. But the first good sign was when the president that we currently have came came to the club so it was I guess in 2015 or 2016 and uh, he's a local person he's a person that everybody knows he's a great businessman he also worked in uh, Russia and have some business partners that helped him uh, at the beginning and people saw that this story has uh, a good roots so that we are not making leaps but, but we are going step, step by step uh, at the beginning they said Okay, we will only spend the money we have, we will not spend the money we don't have or the money we think that we will have. So that was the good basic to start with. And uh, in the first year, we didn't promote to the second league, but in the upcoming seasons, like you said, then just everything uh, went up for us. Indeed. And uh, you've had now three seasons in the Slovenian First League. I'm, I'm not going to try and pronounce it. Maybe you can say the name afterwards. Uh, uh, Liga Telemach. That one. Uh, and uh, you've already won the Slovenian Cup since you've been there. Can you tell us about what winning the Cup was like? What was the day like? And afterwards, maybe what was the celebration like? First of all... It's kind of pity that uh, Corona struck right in that season uh, because it was uh, the, the the finals. The final game should have been played in Fazaniria, that's our uh, home stadium. But due to the coronavirus, uh, all games were played in the neutral stadium. So it was at the stadium of, the, of our uh, national football association. And it was uh, quite a journey to this final because in the quarterfinals we were at the break of the extinction <laughs> i could say uh, because we were uh, losing at home 2-1 we should have scored two goals and then uh, in 93rd minute we scored for 3-2 uh, we won after the penalties after that so we went ahead to the semi-finals then we won in semi-finals okay we proceeded to the finals but the thing here was here was uh, that uh, in finals we played against nafta uh, that's a team from landova that's uh, approximately 25 or 30 kilometers from Murska Sobota and those are our biggest rivals. So uh, you must know the thing was in previous years we, we played in the third tire, we played in the second tire against each other. Even in 2011-2012 we played uh, against each other in the first league and I guess it was something like five or six previous matches before that final match. Always when we played against each other we never won. So, okay, we were leading 2-0, it was 2-2. We were leading 2-0, we lost 5-2. We were leading 2-1, they had two men less uh, because of the red, red cards in the 95th minute, they equalized. So it was uh, it was really quite a frustrating when you again and again uh, have some such a result against your eternal rivals. So before this match, it was okay. All the people from outside uh, saw us as the uh, as the favorite ones. Okay, we were the favorite ones. That's the, we cannot hide from that. 
but I guess in our heads was like, okay, we have everything to lose uh, because we are in the first tier. We are the club that plays in the first Slovenian league. Uh, we have better players and they were playing in the second league. So they, they came from the second league to the final of the cup. And before the game, they lost three of the, their best players due to red cards, injury and those kind of things. So all, all the pressure was on us. If we lose, then we are done. If they lose, okay, they were better. They It was expecting them to win. So it was it was really stress situation because we have a team. Our team has a lot of players that were uh, that came from our football academy they live here so they know what's the tension between the clubs but in the end uh, we won 2-0 and uh, we were celebrating for two or three days and one of our players our captain at the match said at the press conference after the game that he looked at the camera and said to his wife don't expect me to come home i will come maybe two days later so so now when we when we won uh, when we won uh, the championship he he did the same but he said no now I will be from home uh, for a one day more so I will come in three days home so that's the thing and yeah and the people you know people were expecting this uh, moment for 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 so long time for 25 years and then they got it yeah and, and what was what was that like then winning the league as well I mean firstly the cup and then the league as well how did the fans react to that one I guess they were surpassing all expectations I guess yeah it was surpassing of expectations because uh, when we won the cup I know all of us uh, were like okay the wait is over uh, now we now now hopefully one uh, once in the future we will also win the league what we deserve what uh, i guess the the old people that uh, follow football in slovenia thought that we deserve the the trophy but we didn't uh, yet get it so when we finally get it it was like uh, something amazing i cannot describe with words what was going through my mind what was going through the mind of all the fans of mura in that time but when the referee uh, blows the whistle for 3-1 and that meant that we are the champions. Uh, in five minutes, I had, I guess, 30, 40 videos from uh, Murska Sobda from our town, our town, what is happening there. You can, you, you could see a grandma with 80, 80 years old grandma with, with, with the torch on the, on the balcony and those kind of things. So uh, it really meant a lot to the people in, in Murska Sobota, a lot to the people in, in Prekmuri in our region. Nice. And were there, were there fans for that final match? You mentioned about COVID and how that affected the, the stadium. The stadium was uh, open for 50% of capacity, if I'm correct. Uh, I guess it was something like that. So, so fans were allowed to attend the last game against Maribor. And because of that, it was much better feeling uh, to want it there than in front of the empty stadium. But it was not uh, as many fans as would be if uh, everything would be okay, because in the previous matches, uh, when we played, it was uh, approximately 2,000-2,500 of our fans uh, at the stadium, because Maribor is only 60 kilometers away from Murska Sobota. But there were, after the game, then then it was um, five or 10,000 people in the streets of Murska Sobota, I guess. There were 5,000 people at the stadium when we came back from Maribor. And you must know that the population of Murska Sobota is 14,000. Brilliant. Yes. Amazing support. And and were, were the fans expecting to win the league? Because you, you'd never won the league before as NS Mora. 
Were you mm-hmm. expecting to win the league against teams like Maribor? Maybe we, we we started to dream about it in the beginning of the last season because we had a, quite a good start to the season. But during the championship, there were also a lot of ups and downs. And uh, I don't know, it was like two or three games till the end. And we were behind Maribor, behind Olympia. It didn't went well for us. But the first turning point was six games before the end of the championship, we were 11 points behind Olympia. Olympia, who was leading six games or it was seven it was like seven games until the end and when we won it it was six games until the end when we were still eight points behind but Olympia didn't won any game anymore until the end of the season uh, we beaten them in Murska Sobot and then everything went down for them everything went up for us and the turning point when you start to feeling that this is our year was in the 35th round because we won it against Pomjale and still we were three points behind Maribor and we were uh, we were also one point a- ahead of Olympia Olympia, but they still had their match to play in 35 uh, in 35th round. So if they drew, they would have the, the same amount of points as we. And if we win it in the last round, and they would win, uh, would have won it, they will be the champions because uh, they were better in uh, our matches. But in 96th minute of their game, uh, in 35th round, they conceded the goal and they lost the match. So it was all on us. We were three points three point behind Maribor. If we won, if we win in Maribor, we are the champions. And then we knew that maybe this is our year. But another uh, information was that we didn't win in Maribor for 20 years before that match. So our last win was 20 years old. We, we last won it in September 2001. And then we went to Maribor. We must win if we want to be a champions. And it was our year. So we won it 3-1 and it was like... Like an epic story, really. What an amazing story. What what a time to be an Ennis Moura fan. Absolutely. Yeah, amazing. really. So, that brings us to, to sort of the thing, how we, we, we found you in the first place. You've made it to the Europa Conference League group stage. So, you're playing group stage football in Europe for the first yeah. time ever. Firstly, let's start before the draw was made, before you knew who you were going to play. What? What were your hopes for the group stage? Did you want to go and face big teams and sort of the best teams? Or did you want to get sort of an easier group where you thought, okay, we can qualify and go further? What was what, what did you want from the group stage? When the draw was coming to an end and uh, there was only two groups for us, obviously, we wanted to have uh, Totem, Stedren and Rutes ahead of uh, the last group. And uh, I guess before uh, before the draw, we all wanted to have a group with the Tottenham. It's uh, it's the biggest club in that com- in this competition, and it's a good team for a marketing point of view. So for us, it's okay. It's a difficult group, really difficult. I'm, I I guess the the most difficult one, difficult one. But if we came so far, then let's play against the teams that are uh, good, and let's see where we are with our footballs. Because you know, it's maybe better to have the teams like that than the teams that people maybe don't know but they will give their 200% and they can be equally good as uh, as those teams so with those those teams that we have uh, that that the drew gave us it, we have a lot of uh, marketing space and um you told us before the interview started you told us that you are a, a West Ham fan of all the English teams you are a West Ham fan 
you're playing against the biggest rival. So I guess for you, Marianne, <laughs> it has something personal, I guess. <laughs> no, it's not like that. But yeah, from a, from a young age, I was somehow a fan of West Ham. It's a long story. It was because of my cousin, who was always more into the ultras and more into the things that happen on the stands than uh, on, the, on the pitch. Uh, so that's the case why I was uh, starting to watch for the West Ham, for the uh, games of the West Ham. But to be personal, okay, it's it, it's not really like that. Uh, uh, you know, it's uh, I have some sympathies for West Ham, but I'm still, uh, you know, 100% Moura fan. But. Very diplomatic press relations officer way to say that. It's It's good <laughs> to hear. So uh, what do you think for the group stage then? Uh, are you going to qualify? You think you're going to, you know, you have Vitesse, Rennes from France, Tottenham, as, as we said. You think you can do well? You think you can qualify? Uh, the hopes high? Uh, like our coach uh, always said, uh, we play every game uh, to win it. But at that point, we must put some red wine into the glass and we know who, are we, who we are facing. So just if you look at the transfer market, you see how much uh, is the value of the Tottenham or the Stadion Sted- or Vitesse. Okay, that's not the think uh, to measure how good is the team but uh, it, it can sure give you some view and uh, we know that in Stadion they have a player like Kamavinga who now was transferred to Real Madrid we know of how good team we are talking about we all know what what is Tottenham who is Tottenham and Vitesse is a team from Netherlands we know that the Netherlands gave a lot of uh, good footballers to the football world so it will be t- difficult uh, if i'm honest to qualify but uh, i'm always uh, hoping for the best and we will see what happened we will see how our teams go in uh, in in that competition you know because i don't know if tottenham will be so motivated in conference league uh, as were in the champions league that's the, that's not only the thing for i guess for the english clubs it's the thing for all the biggest clubs uh, in the world that uh, doesn't qual- qualify for the Champions League. Uh, they're looking previously on the Europa League with different uh, eyes and on the Conference League, I guess it will be the same. For us, you know, it's quite a big thing to be in the group stage of the European football to, to earn uh, a money that, uh, that that price means a lot for us, a lot for the club. And it's a different point of view from our team or some other team in that case, uh, let's say Tottenham. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I imagine the NS Mura players will be playing like it's, you know, like their life depended on it and really go for it. So Millsy and myself will be keeping a very close eye on it and, and hoping for the best for NS Mura. Going back to your domestic season, what, what are the expectations and hopes and dreams for, for this season upcoming or this, this current season? For this season, um, the goal is to once again play qualifications for European football. If there is a chance, like there was uh, last year, we will grab it. Uh, but I guess it's not really realistic to expect expect from our team to be in in the champions talk every year because there is still Maribor, there is still Olympia. Maribor have 15 championships uh, and and so on. We must be patient. We must work a lot and uh, gain as much as possible from from the situations uh, that will be coming to us. So if you ask me, I am going for the championship. So you must you must go for for trophy every every year. But uh, 
It will be hard. We had um, a little bit bad start into the season, uh, also because of European qualifications. We still don't have so big uh, squad to have 22 equal players. So when you have to rotate, uh, sometimes it uh, it can bring uh, some problems, uh, and that was the case in the first matches. But nevertheless, I guess after the international break, uh, we will also start to winning more in domestic uh, championships so let's bring Mura back on the top absolutely absolutely so I just have um, another question um, so as you say Maribor and um, Olympia those are sort of the big teams in the league what what do other teams think about and other fans think about Mura are they are they sort of do they all follow Mura now because they're sort of challenging the big teams or What's the feeling like in Slovenia? Now that we are champ- champions, everybody wants to beat us. Uh, mm. OK, no, no, they are, I will not say all, but um, also before that, a lot of people following Mura because we are always a club that have a lot of admirers. That didn't change. It was like everyone were happy that we are finally managed to, to get a, a trophy in, uh, in our championship. And um, a lot of people uh, were cheering for us now in the European competition. So when they are not playing against us, there is a lot of people that I know that that are cheering for us and they wish us all the best. So I guess it's like that. Then what does the future of NS Mura look like? So you, you said you just came on as press relations officer. Was that a new position? Uh, is the club slowly building like a bigger sort of behind the scenes infrastructure or, or what's the future look like? Yeah, it's like like it's like you said. First we started growing on the pitch, now we are starting to grow in the in the office. So, you know, if the club is rising, you also you must improve uh, the things that are not on the pitch, that are, that are uh, behind the pitch or in the office, in the stands and that, that kind of thing. So we must be careful because uh, we are still the region where uh, where is not uh, a lot of money. You know, it's not a lot of uh, a lot of companies that can give you tons of money. Uh, so you must work well with what you have and uh, you must uh, set your goals uh, in that kind of way that you can achieve them even if uh, maybe next year uh, um, uh, prices from Europe uh, don't arrive, if there will be no sell, sales of the players. So that's the thing. You must you, you must be really careful because when you get uh, some amount, maybe some bigger amount of money, sometimes you can be carried away. And in football, that can be a true uh, problem. And we saw this uh, previously here in Murska Sobota and now we must be we must be careful we will try to be better and better but uh, really step by step and uh, with a clean goal in our heads yeah and it makes sense to, to take a cautious approach I guess also considering the previous history of the club is yeah. there any is there any thoughts about stadium expansion or news to, I think you've been in the current stadium for most of the most of the time in the in the previous reincarnations of the club is there any thoughts about changing it, expanding it, or developing it? Yeah, we our wish is to to extend in it because uh, now it has four thousand five hundred seats seats, and that's not enough to play home matches uh, in our town. So we must go now to Lutsky World, uh, so in Maribor. 
okay, it's good for us there because we won the championship there. So we know the we know we know how how things go how things go there. Uh, in upcoming years, I guess in two or three years, we must change the we must first change the change the grass. We must extend the stadium. We must somehow come to the stadium that has 8,000 seats. What is enough to play uh, home games in uh, in European competition? So we are also thinking about uh, football academy, additional pitches for the younger players, because uh, only with that you can develop. And we have a lot of uh, young players uh, that are uh, promising. And uh, uh, for us, it is uh, for us it is very important. Uh, to have uh, good players from our academy and, and to give them the best conditions that uh, we can give them so they can uh, they can be as 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 good footballers as they can be so they can proceed uh, because we don't have uh, we don't have the money to buy somebody someone for i don't know for half a million euros or something like that we are trying uh, our best i don't know with the free transfers or with the with the really uh, small budget uh, transfers because, as I said, uh, we must take care of money. We must take care of uh, those kind of things. Um, in, uh, in our city situation, is uh, is really important to have a youth, good youth team, and I guess we are doing well. So, just for the record, um, last year there were uh, one game, I guess, I, I guess, I think against Celia, and we had 21 players in the roster. All of them were Slovenians. And 13 of them were from our football academy. It's not bad. Amazing. There's probably no teams in England that can say that. So to to win win a league like that and play in these Europa League games like that with a, a team of your own players, that there's nothing better, I don't think. And you must know that three of our players um, that uh, that won now the championship with the team, uh, also our captain, they are they are with the team from the third tier. So you know what kind of journey is for them. Amazing, amazing. Well, I mean, a Bournemouth fan can relate to this coming from absolutely nowhere, where nobody's yeah. heard you heard of Bournemouth to come to the Premier League, where <laughs> even people in Slovenia have heard of Bournemouth now. Yeah, <laughs> crowd the moment chairs. for Simon. The cherries, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and si- similar kind of situation with lots of players from the third tier came all the way up and played up in the Premier League. So, um, I think. Uh, it's fair to say that NS Mura has two new fans uh, right here. We'll be we'll be following closely. It's Absolutely. nice to hear that. Yeah, and um, if if Tottenham uh, come to the stadium and uh, you meet Harry Kane, maybe uh, England captain, as in your role of uh, press relations officer, if you can tell him that Millsy and Mason want to speak to him, that would be great for us. If you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. No problem. I will tell him. If he will arrive in Slovenia, <laughs> if Tottenham doesn't send the team for Carabao Cup or something well, like that. Well. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, thank you very much, Smiljan. It has been an absolute pleasure to talk to you and to talk about Enes Mora. Um, we will keep our eye on the team. And um, what, what's what's the call for Enes Mora? What do you shout when you say, let's go Enes Mora or something? It's like uh, Miss Momura. It's like that. Okay, so Miss Momura. Miss Momura. It's like we are Mura. Yes, we are. Thank you very much, Milian. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for inviting me and uh, sorry for some of the bad English at the time. So. <laughs> Not a problem. Thank, Thank you, you guys. Much. Thank you.
Okay, what a fantastic interview that was with Europa Conference League debutants NS Mura. We really enjoyed that one, me and Milsey. But now it's time to get down to business with Anorak versus Anorak. We welcome back Louis, who is attempting his sensational comeback from 3-0 down. He's up to 3-2. Memories of Liverpool's comeback against AC Milan in the Champions League final back from 2005 are flooding to my mind. Louis, can you do it? How are you feeling? Oh, you stole my intro line there. I was thinking Istanbul as well. Yeah, I'm riding the riding the wave of momentum and I'm enjoying it. I'm feeling I'm feeling good for probably the first time in this series. Excellent. Okay. Well, I know Millsy's starting to feel the pressure, so um, I decided today, in dedication to our guest, that we're going to use the theme today: UEFA Europa League. We can't do Conference League because it's only just begun, so we're going to do UEFA Europa League. So, question one. I was nervous then you were about to say Slovenian football, so... <laughs> Question one. Five English teams have won the competition. I want you to write down your silent bid on how many you think you can name, and whoever bids the highest will have the opportunity to give their answers. If you get one wrong, the other person has a chance to steal by just naming one of the other correct answers. So bid wisely. So you're going to have a couple of seconds and then you can write down your bid on a scrap of paper in front of you or whatever um, opportunities you have. Louis looking around for some paper in a panic because I didn't want him <laughs> want of that in advance. OK, have you got your bids? Three. Nick, four. you got me on four. OK, so Millsy has control of the board. What are your answers, Millsy? I'm going to say Man United. Correct. I'm going to say Liverpool. Correct. I'm going to say Chelsea. Correct. I'm going to say Arsenal. Do you want extra points for the years they want it? Um, no, but you are incorrect with Arsenal, I'm afraid. Didn't they beat Galatasaray 2000-something? I think that was Cup Winners' Cup. Ah, damn it! So, the opportunity to steal the point has gone to Louis. There's only two available answers, though. I, I didn't know that Man United had won it, and I was going to... I was I, I did have Chelsea and Liverpool. My third was going to be Leeds, so I'm going to say Leeds. So Leeds is also incorrect, which oh. means Millsy still just about manages to scrape the point. The other answers were Tottenham and Ipswich Town. Of course, Bobby Robson. Yeah, yeah, fair. Bobby. Okay, so Millsy takes a lead, one nil. Um, do you mind me asking when was Man United? 2016. Yeah. Jose yeah. Mourinho. Just a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Okay, so please write down your answer to this one. Closest answer gets the point. Introduced in 1971 as the UEFA Cup, in what year did the competition rebrand into the UEFA Europa League? Okay, so if you've both written down an answer, I will ask you to raise your papers and reveal your answer. 2002. 2010. 2002 and 2010. The correct answer is 2009. So Mills is very close with that one. He storms into a 2-0 lead. Literally an unassailable lead in this format. <laughs> the memories of Istanbul are fading very quickly. Um, the final question, fastest finger on this one, please. Who has the most UEFA Europa League victories? Fastest finger, Nick, on this one. Millsy. Can, I ask, can I ask a question? Millsy, Millsy, it's it's Sevilla. Sevilla 
is correct with six victories 2006 2007 2014 15 16 and 2020 look louis louis what happened i was just it's too good well done nick that's too good you gave me a scare and i brought my a game so you've uh, brought out the lion louis yeah well played well played i need to bring up memories of a now i come back from 4-2 behind Tougher to think of, but I'll get there. Well, you've got a whole week to to to, um, to think about it. So we'll see what you come back with. Yeah, well played, well played, Nick. Mersey storms into a 4-2 lead, and that brings us to the end of another Anorak vs Anorak and the end of another pod. Thank you, Louis, for joining us once again. Thank you, Millsy, as always. And yeah, thanks, Chaps. Good luck, NS Mura, for the rest of this season. Indeed. Uh, you can follow us on socials at Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. You can send us an email at millsyandmason at hotmail.com. Our handles on all of our socials are millsyandmason. Um, so if you look up facebook.com slash millsyandmason or twitter.com, instagram.com, you'll find us. Let us know what you think. We look forward to hearing from you. Cheers. <laughs>